Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode three of our self-care summer series. It's great to be back with you guys again, and I gotta say, this has been going so well. And I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or anything, but the response to these little episodes has been amazing. And I'm falling in love with each and every one I'm making, and I love it so much, and it's great. Last week, we talked about cooking as a form of self-care and shared some really incredibly valuable information. I can't believe how good that turned out. And this week, we have something um, that I personally hate, I think. I um, <laughs> I mean, okay, I don't hate it, but um, ugh, it's such a buzzword and the internet has only made it worse. Uh, am I ruining the excitement here? Okay, full disclosure, this is an obvious form of self-care. And it gets right to the meat of self-care or the muscle of self-care, if you will. But this week, um, much to my dismay, but it's worthy, <laughs> we are discussing exercise. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? Exercise, gross. Um, if you're like me, this term may conjure up images of like bros and gyms and named muscle groups and oh, that stale smell of a planet fitness at like 5 p.m. on a weekday. Okay, I am pessimistic about exercise. In fact, I actively fought against exercising for most of my life. I figured, you know, my blood pressure and heart rate were always great. And I used to have a job where I would get like 12,000 steps a day. And I was like, this is good, right? But then I left that job, I got a desk job, I sat most of the day, um, and I didn't change any other habits, like my eating or anything else, and I gained like 30 pounds, and was super unhappy, and I wanted to change something, and I had to like, open my mind up to exercise, which I still am not comfortable saying. <laughs> but I took the path of least resistance, which in my mind is the treadmill, cardio, right? Uh, you know, get your heart rate up, sweat a little. And at first my goal was running, but then I hated that, runners, I don't understand you. And then uh, I saw no results either in like fat burning. So that's what I was most concerned about at the time. And so I just went down to like brisk walking. So we're talking like three to four miles an hour, slung an iPad over the treadmill and just watched TV for an hour while I walked. Um, this worked out, but then the pandemic forced us out of the gym. So I had to buy my own treadmill. But now, now I do the same thing at home. But I added an incline. You're welcome. And uh, as I mentioned before on this on this show, I play video games while I walk on the treadmill. And this is kind of like a twofold solution here, because not only was I exercising, which is a word I will define very clearly shortly, but I uh, was also limiting my video game time. So it was kind of nice, like only play video games when I'm on the treadmill. And then I'm, uh, you know, not doing that more than an hour at a time because I don't want to be on the treadmill for more than an hour at a time. And now staring down the barrel of 40, uh, I'm once again, like conflicted by exercise as I, I do want to push myself into new areas, but it's weird and awkward and I don't know how to do anything. And I definitely don't want to ask anyone how to do anything. And I absolutely, absolutely do not want to be around other people who 
are essentially like professional athletes compared to me. So that's my mindset going into this episode. Um, I thought back to when I first got on the treadmill years ago and I remember the like physically sick reaction I had to the word exercise. I just, I, I don't know. I hate it. Um, but much like the term hiking, I learned this when I lived out in California for a hot minute. Uh, hiking's not big deal, right? It's just like walking outside on hilly areas usually. So with all that said, let's at least get a baseline and define exercise. Matarita's a peer-reviewed journal on midlife physical health says that exercise is a subcategory of physical activity. And physical activity involves bodily movement um, produced by skeletal muscles, which expends energy. And that, but exercise is planned, structured, repetitive, and with purpose um, in the sense of like improvement or maintenance of one or more components of physical fitness. As clear as that definition is, and maybe it's not because it seems super clinical, I want to get something simpler. I want to get nice, simple definition of exercise. So let's let's bring in some familiar voices. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. For me, exercise is just getting out there and moving and challenging your body in some way. This is a common definition and one I can wrap my head around. My name is Adam Lamb. I've been a health and fitness enthusiast for 25 years. I've been intrigued by how you can do things with the body, moving into personal training and being able to, I've worked with celebrities and, and pro athletes and, and eventually moving on to build businesses in the same space uh, because I've been so passionate about it. I mean, exercise to me is, is moving the body in a way that challenges the body. Easy and digestible, right? Moving your body in a way that challenges your body, or as you'll hear shortly, puts some stress on your body. So just so we're all on the same page going forward, this is exercise. When I say exercise, that's what I'm talking about. And that actually makes me feel pretty good about my video game treadmill routine. So over time, I've increased the incline, the speed, and the time. You know, I sweat every time, and I've actually come to enjoy this time in the morning. Like, it really sets the tone for my whole day. And I start out on a high note, because while exercise obviously has an effect on your physical health, turns out, no surprises here for, for you, hopefully, the effects on your mental health could be even more impactful. Exercise is incredibly important for people's mental health. I, I've noticed even just my mindset. So I know that people are like, oh yeah, exercise is good for you for like all the health benefits and um, stress on our bodies can actually be a good thing and our ability to go through stressful situations and then come out of them. This is something that came up in different forms and it was very interesting. The ability to bounce back and react better to stress, like stress on the mind, stress on the body, it's similar to how pain functions in the brain. Studies have shown that some of the same parts of the brain that light up from physical pain are the same that light up from emotional pain. This, of course, brings to mind the entire idea of pain tolerance and trauma and if there could be some relational aspect between the two. But that's a different episode. Uh, just to like get back on the strength training for the brain and body, uh, regularly putting planned stress on your body, exercising, teaches your body how to bounce back from unforeseen stressors in the future. This is super interesting. Here's Adam with more on that theory of bouncing back. 
you're, you're taking your body through a cycle of breakdown, build, breakdown, build, breakdown, build. And what happens is so let's say you get in a car accident and your body deals with an unplanned breakdown. The person that works out regularly is going to recover way faster and more successful, likely to be less injured. Similar, I mean, I've seen this 100% of the time with women that work out pre-pregnancy. So they work out, they're strong, their body's used to like working out, being sore, building muscle, breaking down. Uh, and then they have a baby, which is a massive disruption for their body and pops right back. Like you'd like, not because they're smaller, their size as much as how well, how fast they get back in the game, but they're back to, Hey, I can go to the gym. I can do these other things because their body responds to that breakdown, recovery, breakdown, recovery, breakdown, recovery, years and years and years. This is actually well-documented. Women's recovery time after childbirth is cut down significantly when they have a regular exercise routine in place prior to giving birth and even more so prior to becoming pregnant. The human body is pretty amazing, but let's talk about the human mind for a little bit. Now I don't do anything unless it's fun for me. And I think that that is something that is missing from a lot of people's workout stuff. I'm Stacy Geisel. I, I'm the owner of Evolve Beyond Limits, which is a human design company. I am a nurse. I'm still a nurse, technically. Don't utilize that, but I am still a nurse. I think it helps with focus, like, and it helps most people kind of focus. And I think that especially if you do it first thing in the morning, there's something that just gives you this like mental edge of like, I've already accomplished something. And now like, there's nothing that I can't do today, you know? So, and it just gives people that, like that confidence to step into their day, which I think is pretty cool. This feeling of accomplishment and bliss can be explained by two major pieces of exercise. First, exercise causes a release of endorphins in your brain. Those endorphins create a chemical reaction in your brain that makes you happy. So exercise literally makes you happy. In addition, multiple studies discuss the positive feelings associated with mastery and self-efficacy that come from completing a workout. Adam talks a lot about this. When you perform something strong, you know, I think of, you know, back in my younger scrapping days of being a tough person and, and like once you when you physically exert yourself in a sense or even weightlifting you feel you're like dude i can do anything i can conquer the world right and so it can give you a feeling of self-esteem and confidence going into your day going into a meeting going into something like that that feeling of accomplishment in anything is helpful for confidence and self-esteem and a quick exercise can be an easy way to achieve that but if you're a perfectionist, maybe it's more helpful to keep you grounded and more resilient. I've also noticed for me, my mindset has become more resilient because of exercise. So for instance, before I started CrossFit, I think it was much easier for me in my day-to-day -day life to do something. And if I had a couple of struggles, I would give up. I'd feel like a failure. I would struggle to figure out, you know, where's the opportunity in this? Um, I might even create a story about it. And now I think through working out and doing things that are really challenging and CrossFit's one of those unique things, or at least for me, like you're never really good at it. So like every day you're having to like come in and have like radical acceptance about the fact that you're never going to like master it and be like, quote unquote, perfect at it. I think it's actually really good. It sounds really intimidating, but for me, it's been good because it's, it's helped me understand how to reframe that and how to like do my best. CrossFit is obviously an extreme end of the spectrum of exercise. And for those that seek out that high intensity workout, it may be a good solution, 
But what about those video game treadmillers like myself? So here's Stacy again, who actually used to do CrossFit, but has since found something more fitting for herself. And this was like the whole thing with me and CrossFit is that like CrossFit, like people love it. And you're going to, you know, who you're going to find in there is the high achievers, the people who are like competitive at their core. And they're just like, they need that, that extra, like super high intensity. And the problem with that can be that high intensity exercise is not for everybody. And like, we're already so stressed out as a culture that the last thing we need is something that's going to like get our nervous system that amped up because it's already amped up. So movement became one. I know that it's so important for me to have it every single day because it really does ground me in and it helps me just get into a certain place but your intention behind the movement is so important and like that's something I think that people don't pay attention to is that whenever we're going through life how intentional are we being and a lot of my intention for movement in the past was I wanted to look a certain way rather than I just want to feel really good yes intention this is the key why are you exercising what's the reason what's the why behind it Gyms and Instagram stories fill up every day with people who are exercising with intention, but whether or not that intention is coming from a healthy place may be the issue here. The aesthetic side of it, which is like, hey, I just want to, hey, I want to look good in a bikini or I want to look good, you know, that's that's part of it. But I think really deep, diving deep into why the person wants, you know, what is their, what's their real intention? Uh, I don't know. I want to, I just I want more attention, you know, or like, I want to look more intimidating at the bar because I'm intimidated by that guy. He scares me. So I want to try to look like, no, dude, sir, can't help you. Right. But it's really helping them going deeper. And you understand this with therapy of like, okay, well, why, why do you want to have that? Right. And you start peeling back some of those other things, clear that mess up, change the trajectory. And then now let's go explore exercise. Cause you're way more motivated when it's, when it's real and it's deep as opposed to something that's superficial and surface. You know, even for me early in the, in the space for working out is I want to have big muscles. I wanted the attention. I want to be tough. I want to be strong. I want to be intimidating, right? All unhealthy, all wrong reasons to do it. Each person needs to define their intention uniquely. Like it might be like, Hey, I've been insecure all my life. I have, I never got to play sports. I've, I felt kind of weak and not good enough. And so like, I'm going to go do something that's going to make physically accomplish some things that are going to make me, you know, fill that void. Setting a healthy intention is the first step in an exercise. If you're using exercise as a form of self-care, that intention might be as simple as I want to feel better or I want to sleep better. And while there's different opinions on the intention of wanting to look better, I think as long as you understand psychologically why you want to look better and it's coming from a good place, that's probably okay too. Like too often though, Uh, You know, we're seeing people who want to lose weight to look like someone else, much like a person who says, you know, once I have a million dollars, I'll be happy. But, you know, thinking that once you reach a certain weight, you'll be happy is just not healthy. It's not good. It's wrong. (laughs) That's not a good intention. If you're trying to reach happiness based on a, a number on your scale, you know, happiness comes in a lot of forms and there's something to be said about the esteem and confidence you have when you like yourself in the mirror. But if that's your main goal, things can get out of hand quickly. And that kind of brings me to my next point, balance.
balance plays an important role in exercise, especially to those who may have an addictive mindset or an unhealthy intention. Researchers from Macharita's The Physical Health Journal mentioned earlier found that exercise can have a detrimental effect on mental health of people who become overly addicted. Exercising to an excessive degree can result in mood and behavioral disorders and a decline in physical health. A decline. Here's Adam again. I'm better now than I used to be, but there was a time in my life if I went, if there's three days went by that I didn't work out, like it was anxiety, panic, you know what I mean? Because I'm used to it. And, and rightfully, there's an addiction piece that can slide into that endorphin release, that power release. There's some gratification of like, I got the pump and my muscle, I look all big and full. And like maybe in the morning, tomorrow I look a little skinny and I, I need, I want that feeling again. I don't feel, I don't feel good enough. Like, so there's some negative stuff that can come with it. Uh, I definitely battled with that through the bodybuilding side. So there's, there can definitely be an, a psychological and healthy balance. Daily exercise is good. Um, daily ex- extreme exercise, uh, repeating the same thing can be, can be bad, especially most people are calorie de- deficient that train like that. Um, Hydra- hydration deficient, right? Like they're not, not drinking enough water. And so there's, there's little kind of cheat tools to, to, to work on that stuff too. Now, but if you start feeling that, that additional soreness, you know, the first couple of days you start doing it, you should have that. But if you have significant soreness, but you didn't do a significant exertion, it's definitely a red flag to rest. This is where a lot of the horror stories of exercising come from. Um, and I, it's inappropriate, but I always think of that scene in the beginning of mall rats. If you guys haven't seen mall rats in a while, I highly recommend you dig that one out. Uh, but you know, the lead actors find out their classmate who's supposed to be on this dating show that day died from an embolism because she was doing a backstroke in the pool for hours and hours because someone told her she looked fat. So this is <laughs> obviously a fictional and ridiculous reference, but it does circle back to intention and tells a real story that if you're not exercising for the right reasons and setting the right boundaries and having a healthy balance, you could really truly hurt yourself. So let's pause and evaluate. Exercise is simply moving your body in a way that's challenging your body, putting some stress on your body. You have to do it with the right frame of mind and with a healthy intention, and you have a healthy balance to not overdo it. So with all of that, you know, where do we start? How do we start? This is the big question. When I think of the guy I was before the treadmill and before the kayaking, I wonder what someone could say to me to break it down in a way that actually got me excited or at least willing. I think a good place to start is with what Stacy was saying earlier. Now I don't do anything unless it's fun for me. Okay, have fun. I can get behind that. But how, <laughs> riddle me this, how is exercise fun? And how does fun put stress on my body? My sister loves to do salsa dancing and like, holy cow, like her cardio on that is so good. And like, if I tried to go out there and do the same thing, like not only would I look like a total fool, but I probably couldn't keep up, keep up with her cardio. And so it's so funny how like for her, that's something that's like super fun. And so she'll do that. And I think if, you know, for some people, their definition, you're like, Oh, is that exercise? Like, I don't think she would have been like, oh, that's exercise, but like, it's just moving and finding something that like stresses your body and challenges it in some way and being consistent. I like the idea that dancing is exercise. It really takes down some walls and it checks all the boxes, right? It's fun. The intention is good. I suppose Um, you get your heart rate up. You're working out your whole body. 
It seems like a great example, but where else can I look to begin? I'm not a person to do anything because we have to or we should or we're supposed to. Like experiment with some things and just figure out what is some way of moving that could become fun for you. Even if you could only do it, you know, a few times. It starts with mindset. It starts with like, hey, I'm going to challenge myself to do this thing. And I'm going to challenge myself to be positive through it. And I want to figure out, you know, I'm going to align myself with, maybe it's a personal trainer. Um, now we got Instagram. I mean, just flip on Instagram. You got 90 people doing different videos. It's awesome. And there's so many different opportunities to like find something and look at stuff and say like, Hey, that looks kind of cool. That might be because, you know, laying on a bench and going you know up, down, that might be totally lame to you. Cool. Try find something else that's not lame. So you're not trying to fit yourself into a, a place that you may not want to fit into. We're talking a lot about intention today and making sure you're peeling back the layers to find out your whys. And if you do that and you want to talk to someone about what you're feeling, you know, we're happy to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you don't know, BetterHelp is therapy that is done online and therapy is whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing with stress well, Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles, that's what this show is all about, and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. Uh, and now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you, you can just use BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. The price point is amazing, guys. Um, not only will I tell you about a discount code in a second, but they also will give you financial aid if you qualify. It's really amazing. And you can join millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really all about. And, you know, it's a great time to invest in yourself because you're your greatest asset. This, if you've learned nothing else from self-care episodes, it's you are the self, you know, you're the greatest asset. And so this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and friend request listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash friend request. That's betterhelp.com slash friend request. So if you're feeling that stress, if you're listening to this and you want something a little more, BetterHelp is a great option. feels easier, right? When you think of exercise as just moving the body, having fun, it just seems easier. I'm not saying it's easy for everyone to get started either, but the results are remarkable for those that do. So regardless of your initial intentions, the mental health benefits from exercise are amazing. Researchers for BMC Psychiatry found that in people diagnosed with depression, there is a direct correlation between thoughts of self-harm and lack of physical activity. In addition, men and women both reported feeling depressed half, half as much if they engaged in 30 minutes or more of exercise every day. That's astounding. Seriously, half. If you're feeling depressed four days a week, you feel depressed two days a week. I know that's, that's 
generalizing a lot, but half, that's impressive. Finally, the last thing I think I should mention is the sense of community you can find in exercising. So here's Adam once more. Sometimes people just want community, right? They just, they just want like, I want to belong to something. That's the, the, the last, and I think a really important thing, because when you have family and you have community, you have accountability, uh, and you want to go there. It's a, a huge part because as people, it's just in us to, to have that community, to have that family. It's natural. And a lot of times, if we're searching for happiness, some of it's just because we don't feel like we belong somewhere. Why, why not go begin to belong someplace? It's going to improve your health and you know, give you a better longevity in life. You know? Longevity in life is definitely an intention for me when I think of exercise and one of the main reasons that I do it. I would love to know what your intention is. I'm serious. If you're listening to this, there's an Instagram post for this episode right now. So I challenge you to go over to Instagram, go to friend request pod. I don't care if you follow me or not. You don't have to do that, but just go over to friend request pod and leave a comment on this post with your intention. Tell me why you exercise and let other people know because seeing other people's intentions can help others define their own and maybe even just get started. So think about your intention, head over to the comments section, go do it now. You're probably listening to this on your phone. So just go over. It wants, you can keep listening. I'm excited to see these roll in. Do it right now. Here's a little music. Super special thanks to Jenny Helms, Adam Lamb, and Stacy Geisel. If you would like to know more about any of our guests today, you can check out their episodes of this podcast. Adam Lamb was interviewed on episode 33, Stacy on episode two. Holy crap, that was so long ago. And Jenny can be found as our resident therapist on any of our special topic episodes from season two. Thank you to Talia Dalton for the theme music and user 190316, cool name, for some of his gym sounds. This series is shaping up to be so amazing and helpful to so many people. And I think we are really breaking down what self-care means when you take it out of the social media posts and bubble baths and put it into real tangible items. I'm so excited to continue this series with you guys this summer, and I hope you are loving it as much as I am. I will talk to you next week. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I'm going to go play Fallout and Walk because that's what I do. Okay, bye-bye.